The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So today is the second talk on mindfulness of breathing. And um, one of the one of the kind of goals of mindfulness meditation or medita- many kinds of meditation involves one way or the other to really be centered in the present moment, to really be here in a continuous way. So awareness is really present for life, for experience. And the contrast to that are all the ways that we're not present, that we're not really here in some qualitatively heightened way to really feel and experience this life, to really notice what's happening in a deep way. And one of the probably most common ways that we avoid really being here is to wander off in discursive thoughts, to wander off into commentary, telling ourselves stories, stories about the past, predictions about the future. And the mind kind of wanders off there. And it can feel sometimes very pleasant to do that, very enjoyable, or it can feel a, a drag or you know, challenge or not pleasant to interrupt that. But it's a little bit like uh, water. If water is flowing down a mighty river, and um, it can be quite beautiful to see the power of the river, the strength of the river, and knowing that it's going and going where it's supposed to go. And But if someone comes along and dams that river, then uh, the river stops, it's no longer a river. But then as the water builds up behind the dam, it starts spilling out across the countryside and spreads out across the plains and the lands and through the towns and cities and everything. And that water now is very free to, it has a certain kind of freedom in going over the banks of the river and flowing out across the plains. But in doing so, it's doing a lot of destruction. It's no longer a river, it's no longer what it is. But there's a feeling of freedom there for the mind to wander off into thought and do so freely. But in doing so, we've left the primary river of life, the river of our being, beingness in the present moment that has a flow, has a vitality, or has a preciousness that can be lost if we allow the dam to interrupt and let everything overflow the sides and cause all kinds of problems, be caught in the floods. And, um, and to not have the floods go over into the countryside can feel like a loss of freedom if we identify the flooding with freedom. And there is, and there is a kind of you know, interruption of that if we op- release the dam. But that's what the river wants to do. It, it doesn't want to, it's blocked behind the dam. So this idea of continuity of attention in the present moment is, uh, is kind of like, like opening up the dam so that our life can flow freely in the present moment and we're really aware of it as it comes and goes, as things, experiences come and go. And, um, and now to really be, to stay in the present moment, we all have the, that capacity. But uh, sometimes the, where it's most activated, where it's most u- utilized or uh, occurs for, for people is one, sometimes when they're afraid. Something, a fear is a really heightens present moment awareness sometimes. 
And um, a mountain climber who's climbing a cliff uh, is, you know, maybe may have enough kind of concern that they're really going to stay present for it. Recently read a, a, read a first-person account of a surgeon, a neurosurgeon, brain surgeon, uh, spending hours doing really refined under microscope uh, surgery and how impre- uh, crucial it is not to have the mind waver. And I can imagine there's a certain amount of fear there, uh, you know, that this really keeps your attention, your interest, because it's so important. Or playing tennis. Uh, imagine playing championship game of tennis and wandering off and thinking about what happened in high school and your resentments about your high school partner or something, and the ball just goes right by you. But, you know, the interest in the game and the enjoyment of it keeps you right there in the present moment. Reading a good book, maybe, or watching a really interesting movie, the mind doesn't waver. It really stays in the present moment because it's interesting and engaging and entertaining. When we start doing meditation practice, part of both the the gift of it and the challenge of it is that uh, sooner or later, it turns out it's not doesn't involve it doesn't engage our fear, doesn't engage our in, desire for entertainment, it doesn't engage sometimes you know no, it's not sometimes naturally interesting, and so because of all those things, what it requires of us is us us to co- develop our natural capacity to strengthen our natural capacity to provide that continuous awareness ourselves rather than having something. That is the is the is the uh, prompt for it, the impetus for it, and so this continuity of breathing of of attention comes from a variety of different uh, functions of the mind. So one of them is relaxing. It's very hard to be in the present moment if we're not relaxed, and so um, and but certainly there can be a tense attention to the present moment that's continuous. But that's exhausting and uh, it's counterproductive. Um, We're looking for a soft, relaxed continuity of present moment attention that doesn't waver from the present moment, doesn't wander off a lot. And um, so, but that can come from relaxation. And some of that relaxation, why it works is that it's the very tensions we have in our minds, our hearts, our body, that is often the input, the, 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 the fuel for the wandering mind. And so as the relaxation kicks in, there's less and less impetus to wander off in thought. It also comes from, um, from present moment attention, continuity of it, comes from a real dedication to do so, to engage intention, intentional faculty, to really th- a sense of purpose, this is what I'm doing. That also can be overdone, but uh, without some sense of purpose, uh, you know, the, the mind won't will drift off too easily. It has no anchor. It has no uh, ballast to keep us present. There's also developing strength in mindfulness. Mindfulness is like a muscle. And the more we practice it, the more it gets stronger and it's easier to stay present and present. It also comes uh, uh, to this heightened alertness where we notice where the mind begins wandering off. And it could be that people will feel, well, this heightened awareness is work. It's a little bit stressful to, you know, to put the energy into being a little more alert to notice when the mind wanders off. 
And that could be initially. But uh, to, do, to get a habit of doing that, turning on the light in the mind and keeping it on to notice if the mind wanders off, um, in the long term actually it lets the mind be much more at peace than if we freely allow the mind to wander off, flooding the plains all around us. Um, the, um, and so the idea is to, and so what we, one of the ways to develop this continuity of attention in the present moment um, is to stay with the breathing. Um, and, uh, and as we do it, we want to be alert enough, attentive enough to know what it feels like to really be with the breathing so we know what it's like when we've lost touch. So that takes familiarity. It takes really registering what that experience is like to really stay present with the breathing. And also we want to notice what it's like to heighten awareness to notice what it's like when the mind begins to wander off. How when the mind wanders off, there's a loss of intimacy with ourselves. Uh, a certain kind of intimacy with the breathing, with our direct experience. And to no- be able to notice the mind wandering off and then not jerk the mind back, not be upset with ourselves for wandering off, but lovingly kind of recognize, that's not what I'm doing now. I don't, ha- I don't need to pick that up. That can be for later. Right now, we're staying here with the breathing. And then kind of, you know, just don't, don't wander off. Don't, don't, don't follow the floods. Come back here. Stay inside. Stay with yourself with the breathing. And as we develop more and more continuity with the breathing, uh, uh, it isn't so much that continuity with the breathing is the main point, but rather the main point is uh, developing the mind's capacity to have continuous awareness of what's happening, to really be here, present, here for the experience of A, for the experience of now. Uh, And that kind of like opens up the floodgates of something deeper to flow, some deeper sense of aliveness, connection, some deeper sense of flow of the very nature of uh, the, the, the changing nature of this uh, life of ours, to really live in that river uh, and find the freedom that's possible there that can't be found. It's not really freedom to have uh, the uh, the waters break over the banks of the river and flood the the, the lands and so um, so to practice continuity and um, as I I think in the springtime I talked about uh, one of the ways that images I've had for that that I tie I connect with the breathing is um, that of petting a cat that um, we don't pet the cat 100% continuously, um, but it is uh, intermittently continuously. We, we stroke the cat, we lift our hand up, bring it back to the front of the cat and stroke the cat again. And, um, and so same thing with the breathing. Don't expect that it's absolutely continuous, but we are kind of coming back and stroking the breath or being stroked by our breathing, being stroked by the inhales and exhales. And, um, and allowing ourselves to feel and experience that in an intimate and a close way until something inside begins to purr. So whenever we need to remember to come back, we just contentedly come back to the breathing. 
mind wanders off, we contentedly come back and stroke the cat, stroke the breath, or be stroked by the, by the breathing. And if the mind is really kind of strongly pulling itself into discursive thought, then um, one of the great ancient techniques is to spend a little time counting your breath. And, um, and you might, might want to keep it really simple and count one to three. You can count one, every exhale, one, then next one, two, and three, and then start over again. Or some people will do one for the inhale and say one again for the exhale, two for the in, next inhale, two for the exhale, three for the inhale, three for the exhale. Just so that the thinking mind has something to do to uh, rather than wandering off in thought. Or a, a, a more strictly vipassana technique that's closer to mindfulness than counting is to uh, simply name or label, have a note, in as you're breathing in, out as you're breathing out. Or the rising as the belly or chest rises and falling as it falls. And uh, that little note, you know, that counting, the idea is it keeps you on track, stays there. And you might notice when you stop saying the count or stop saying the note, that now you're beginning to wander off. So uh, this is part of the, the nuts and bolts of meditation that we want to develop and strengthen and, and, uh, and uh, over time. And the way that's done is by practicing it and practicing it and practicing it. Um, and um, uh, with a lot of generosity to yourself, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of um, non-striving, um, just starting over and over again and really kind of developing the capacities we have. We have tremendous capacities for practice that will naturally grow if we just keep doing it and doing it. So, um, mindfulness of breathing. Letting mindfulness of breathing support the development of continuous attention to be really here in, this, in your experience. So, thank you. <laughs>